everything I can to be brief. I didn't say I was going to be brief. I said I was going to try to be brief. Okay. I want to welcome uh, those who've joined us by way of the internet, and thank you for being part of this sermon series on following the Lord Jesus. We are trying to discover what it looks like on a daily basis to be a follower of Jesus. What does that look like? How does that get worked out in our daily lives? And how can I work out my faith and be a follower of Jesus at school and at work and at home, at the store, in my relationships, in my finances, and in my struggles? How do I work that out? One of the characteristics of true followers of the Lord Jesus is that they continue following Jesus even when it gets dark, even when it gets painful, even when it's difficult, even when it's heartbreaking. As I said earlier, there are a lot of parents that had to bury their children this week, even more next week. And it's a tragic thing that we live in a country now where you cannot feel safe in a crowd. These are dark and difficult days for us. But the darker it gets, the greater the opportunity for the light of Jesus Christ to shine in your life. The darkness only gives us great opportunities to shine for the Lord Jesus, to be the light that he said we were. You are the light, he said. You are the salt of the earth, he said. We don't stop following Jesus just because it gets hard. Now, that's tweetable. You can write that down. You can put it out on the Internet. It is true. We don't stop following Jesus just because it gets hard. Here's what Jesus said in John 16:33. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Did you see that? In the world you will have tribulation. That word tribulation is the word that means crushing. You will be crushed by the things that happen in this world. I've got to tell you, this week has made me feel sad. It's crushed me and overwhelmed me emotionally. I've been emotionally spent. Compassion fatigue is what it's called sometimes. Every time I turned the news on, I was hearing something new about somebody who was suffering. And it gets overwhelming. Jesus said, in the world you'll have tribulation. But, he says, take heart, for I have overcome the world. How can I follow Jesus when pain and suffering are all around me? Listen to the way Scripture describes our God. I just want to read some verses for you. These are primarily from the Psalms. Listen, God says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger 
and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all he has made. The Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call on him in truth. He's the God of all comfort. That's the way he describes himself in his word. He's able to give comfort and strength to our hearts when they're breaking. He's able to comfort us like nobody else can. If he can reach the heart. The Lord Jesus himself invited us in Matthew 11, 28-30. I'd like us to read this together. If you would read it with me, please. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Jesus invites us to come to him when our hearts are breaking, when they're heavy with sadness. Notice what Jesus said in this great passage of Scripture. He said, come to me. Christianity begins with meeting Christ personally. Today, we're invited to come to Christ. I promise you, the events in Orlando are intended to bring people to Christ. It is often in the midst of our suffering that we find the clearest revelation of who Jesus is. He has promised that if we'll draw near to him, he will draw near to us to experience his comfort and his grace and his healing. We must come to him. He says, come to me. And that invitation is given to every one of you this morning. Come to me, Jesus said. Secondly, notice that he says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden. This is a wide open invitation. If you recognize your need for him today, no matter where you are, no matter what's going on in your life, you're invited to come and receive from him. Notice, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden. The invitation's to everybody. All who labor and are heavy laden. Anybody can come to him. Young or old, weak or strong, whatever your condition is, you're invited to come to him. Now there's five things that I want you to notice in this passage of scripture today. You're going to uh, make notes in your listening guide. These are five things about the rest that Jesus offers us. You know, I need rest for my soul. I'm telling you. After a week like we've been through, uh, listen, if you are hurting for the people in Orlando, there's something wrong with you. I, I don't care what their background is. 
please listen to me. I don't agree with the lifestyle, but nobody should be treated that way. And we as followers of Jesus Christ must show compassion for the hurting people that are around us. A week like we've had, I feel sad on the inside. And I'm not in the pit of my stomach. Then I heard about the parents whose child, whose two-year-old child, was taken from them by an alligator. I thought, my goodness. It's, it's heartbreaking, and it'll wring you out like a wash rag. Uh, you know, we're to have compassion. My heart hurts for these people. And our heart should hurt. You know, Jesus wept. He wept for people who were hurting, struggling, those who were grieving. Think about those parents that had to bury their children this week. The only way that we can follow Jesus through those things is if we come to Him. You come to the Lord Jesus. You don't run away from it. You don't avoid it. You come to the Lord Jesus. You realize that in the Lord Jesus, we are called to run toward the mess. Not avoid it. I'm going to share something with you. And some of you will be able to hear this and some of you won't. I understand that. But here it is. Wrapped up in that mess is the answer to your greatest dreams. If you will run toward the mess, wrapped up in that mess is the answer to everything you've been searching for all of your life. The mess is there to reveal to you who Jesus really is. Everybody here, listen carefully. Everybody here has some kind of a mess. Whether it's physical, financial, emotional, spiritual, relational, whatever it is, everybody here got some kind of a mess. And we need Jesus to get through it. He'll get you through it, my friend. He's faithful that way. And he'll actually use that mess if you won't run from it, if you won't avoid it, if you won't deny it, if you'll face it, he will help you with it. He's the one who said, come to me. This invitation to anybody. Anybody can come. Now notice these things. Come to me, he says, and I will give you rest. Jesus is offering rest to all who come to him. This excludes no one. You say, well, I already know Jesus. I don't care. You're still invited to come to him. All means all. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you still need to come to Him. Listen, I needed to come to Him this week to find rest for my soul because I'm telling you, I can't deal with this on my own. It's too overwhelming. The emotions are too conflicted. 
It's too much for my mind and my heart. It's just too much. I can't bear it. But I can come to Jesus and He can give me perspective. He says, I'll give you rest. So you can come to Him and find in Him rest. That's what He's promised for you and me. I, I know this. Everybody here this morning could use some rest. I'm talking about rest for your soul. Not your body. Yeah, your body probably needs rest too. But I'm talking about where your soul is at peace with God. And Jesus offers that to anybody here this morning. Anybody. Anybody who has that need. Here's the second thing. You should make note of this. The rest he offers is a spiritual rest. You know, the the things that are the most exhausting to all of us are not the things that we do physically. Physical labor will wear you out, and, and that's kind of a good title. But I'll tell you what will flat exhaust you. is when you're carrying emotions around that you cannot deal with. It will sap you of your strength. And listen, if you're trying to handle it on your own, apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, it will eat you alive. It will drain you emotionally. It will trouble you mentally. It will tie you up in knots and turn you inside out. It will do that to you. And if you focus on the hurt and the suffering that's in Orlando, it will do that to you. If you focus on Jesus and the hope that is found in Him, listen, friend, there is hope for every family who will turn to Him. There's hope for every person who will turn to Him. But you must turn to Him. He says, come to Me. Do not misunderstand what I'm about to say. He is not inviting you to come to church. I want you in church because I want you to hear about Jesus all the time and I want you to experience worship and I want you to get to see what God's doing in the lives of young people and I want you to hear about what He's doing in Cuba. I want you to hear all of that stuff and I want you to fellowship with one another and laugh with one another and encourage each other and pray for each other and I want you to have that. But this is not an invitation to church. This is an invitation to Jesus. You can join every church in America and still die and go to hell. This is an invitation to come to Jesus. Come to me. And he says, I will give you rest, spiritual rest. It's that deep sense of satisfaction, knowing that God is in control, that he has everything under his hand that He is a gracious, kind, and loving Father who's going to get you through whatever it is you're facing today. It's that deep sense of satisfaction and well-being, knowing that my Father in Heaven loves me unconditionally, that He cares about everything that's happening in my life, that He'll even use the messes to build my character. I said to myself before I started preaching, now you just calm down. It didn't work. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so burdened that people come to Jesus and know and experience the love and kindness that He has for us. 
it's not about church. Church is where our love for Christ is worked out with each other. But but it's not about church. This is about your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Come, he says, and I will give you rest. A spiritual rest. A deep sense of satisfaction knowing that God has taken care of it. He's going to take care of you. Thirdly, he offers rest for all who labor. The Greek word here means to labor to the point of exhaustion. It's exhausting to live life in your own strength. It is absolutely exhausting. It's like dragging a barge across the desert. It's exhausting to try to deal with all the stuff that's going on in your life without Jesus. And you try to manage this stuff and you try to manage your emotions and you try to manage all these things that are happening and you try to manage what's going on in the culture and you try to manage all this heartbreak and the sadness and the suffering around us and you try to figure it out and you do all this in your own strength and it's exhausting. It'll just absolutely wear you out. But if you can come to Jesus, He will restore your soul. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still water. He restores my soul. That's Jesus. That's who we need when we face the crisis of life, when we face the difficulties and the heartbreaks and the disappointments and we have those setbacks in our lives, he's the one. The labor of self-effort is exhausting. Human effort falls short of what God wants. The cross is the place where the exchange is made where I bring all of my human self-effort and I lay it down and I say, God, you're going to have to take over because I can't do this. He offers to us righteousness and peace and hope. And He offers to us freedom from those burdens. He says, cast your burden on the Lord and He will sustain you. My sins were removed from me and placed on Jesus Christ at the cross and I rest in His perfect righteousness that is given to me. What else do you want? It's the best deal in the universe. Lay your burdens down at the cross and receive the life that Jesus Christ has for you. Number four, He offers rest to all who are heavy laden. The word heavy laden in the original language means to load up or to overburden. That's exactly what I felt like was happening to me this week. You know, last Sunday morning, very early in the morning, 2 a.m., 49 people were shot to death. Another 53 wounded.
And I was having a hard time getting my mind around that. And the word came out that this was an Islamic terrorist who wanted to kill people just to create terror. Pledged allegiance to ISIS. And I'm still trying to get my mind around that. And then the next morning, we heard about this family that the little child was taken right from them by an alligator. They found him, of course. He was dead. He was drowned. Imagine, imagine trying to bury your two-year-old child taken from you. Imagine that. I'm telling you, I was overburdened. And I felt sadness, and I, I just didn't know how to cope with it. You know, other people I talked to were experiencing the same thing I was. They, they just said, I, I just don't know if I can take any more bad news. This was after the previous week when this Christian singer was shot dead. Another parent had buried the child. telling you, I can't, I can't get my mind around this thing. And the only way that I can get through this with any peace of mind and heart is to come to Jesus, who says, if you are heavy laden, bring it to me. It's the very reason the stuff exists. To bring us to Jesus. God didn't create that stuff. That stuff came from man. Those vicious acts, God didn't do that. That came from man. You see, God created every person with a free will to choose either to do good or to do bad. And unfortunately, all of us have a sinful nature and we choose to do bad things. The fact that we are sinners says we need a Savior. And this whole event highlights the fact that we as mankind are totally incapable of ruling our own lives. We need a Savior to rule our hearts. He's the answer. He says, if you're overburdened, if your heart is heavy, if you're tired and sad and filled with pain, come to me. And I will give you rest. The rest we long for, the peace we need, the healing we search for, all found in Jesus. He offers rest to everybody who staggers under the heavy weight of their lives. The burden of sin is too heavy to bear for us. We need a Savior. Number five, He offers rest. For your souls. Only Jesus can give us rest for our souls. He knows how to bring the peace that passes understanding. Only Jesus can offer us rest from the heartbreak, the suffering, the darkness, and the evil around us. Only Jesus can give us hope and healing and help. But He can only do this if we come to Him. He offers you rest if you come to Him. He offers you life if you come to Him. And it's as simple as A, B, C. 
A. Admit that you need the Lord Jesus. Admit that you need Him. That you can't get through this on your own. That your heart is heavy. That you need Him to bring His healing, His hope, and His help to your life. Admit it. That's the first step. It's A. Letter A. It's where we start when we admit that we need Him. I can't do this on my own. Some of us are so filled with pride. We don't want anybody to know that we can't do it on our own. I got real important information for you. Everybody knows you can't do it on your own. Whether you think they know it or not, they already know it. And I tell you, I'm a pastor. I've been living for the Lord for a long time. I can't do it on my own. This week has caused me to draw near to Jesus. Again. Looking for healing. Hope. Help. You can have the same thing. If you'll come to it. He's got wide open arms for you, my friend. You say, well, you don't know what I've been through. I don't, but he does, and his arms are wide open. He knows. He knows everything about you and loves you still. And offers you peace and rest. Rest for your soul. All that turmoil inside. This is the Savior who walks on water and calms the storms. This is him. This is the one who was raised from the dead. This is the one who went to the cross and shed his blood so you could be forgiven, so you could have a relationship with God that lasted for eternity. This is the risen Savior, the very Son of God. I present him to you. He's the Savior. Come to him. Won't you come to him? What a great Savior he is. Would you bow your heads with me, please? I wonder if there's somebody here today who would say, Pastor, I, you know, I've never committed my life to Jesus Christ. I've heard about Him. I grew up in church. I, I know about Jesus, but I've never committed my life to Him. Are you here this morning? Is that you? Have you just not ever committed your life to Him? A is admit you're a sinner. B is believe on this Jesus who died for you and who went to the cross. He paid for the sins you've committed. And He shed His blood so you could be forgiven. Then He went to the grave and on the third day He rose from the dead. If you believe that, then C is commit your life to Him. If you believe that, commit your life to Him. If you're here and you've never committed your life to Jesus, you can do that today. You can commit your life to Him right now. If that's you and you'd like to do that, you would like to make a commitment to Jesus Christ, I'm going to ask you to stand up right where you are. You don't have to move around, just stand up right where you are. If you're not willing to do that in here, I can tell you this, you'll never do it out there.
You ought to take a step of faith. Say, I want Jesus as my Savior. I need him as my Savior. Right? I don't see anybody standing up. So I'm assuming that everybody here is already committed to Christ. But perhaps you have not been where you need to be with the Lord. Yes, he's your Savior, but actually you've gotten away from him. Maybe you'd like to recommit your life to Jesus Christ today. You'd like to say, Father, I heard you speak into my heart today. and You invited me to come to you, and I'm going to do that. I'm coming back. I'm recommitting my life to Jesus Christ today. If that's you, would you stand to your feet, please?